Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want you to look at this because I think this is big and we're going to go up. We're going to look at this because I want you to understand what is what is taking place in um, when you're when you're in this season of life. Um, we're going to go to John chapter chapter one, and we're going to look at verse uh, nineteen, John one nineteen, and then we're going to read. I'm going to kind of get you to see this thing. I think a little bit clearer, okay? And it says, and this is the record of John. This is John the Baptist. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are thou? He confessed and denied not, but he confessed, I am not the Christ. So they started saying to John, are you Jesus the Christ? He said, no. And they asked him, what then? Are you, are, who are you? Are you Elias? Who are you? Are you Elijah? Who are you? Are you Elisha? Right there. He said, I am not. Are thou a prophet? He said, no. Then they said to them, him, who are you? That we can give answer to them that sent us. And what do you say yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Elisha. Right? Now, I want you to see this. What is, what is he really saying here? He's saying, man, the prophet said this, and uh, I, he's, trying, he's basically saying, I'm the one fulfilling I, Isaiah's pro- prophecy. I should have said that. I, he, that's what he was saying. He was saying, so I'm John. Who am I? He said, I am the one. He said, I am the voice of one Christ. He said, he said uh, the, and he's, as said the prophet Isaiah. That's, what he said. that's who it really was. I am, I am basically what? And this is what I want you to understand. He was, and, they, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees, and he said this thing, and he said, where did you baptize? It was not of Christ. And John answered and said, I baptize with water, but there standeth one, verse 26, whom you know not. He is coming after me. He's prepared before me. Whose shoe latch it? I am not worthy to lose. These things were done, right? And he understands at the Jordan. But this is what I want you to see. I am the one. Now that's go back to John 123, because this is deep. If you can really get an understanding of this. Okay. I am the one, right? Crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. So this is what this is. When John was in this preparation time as one crying in the wilderness, what he was doing, he said, I was preparing the way of the Lord. Now, what that means was this: he was processing. Not only the life of Christ through prayer, he was processing his own life through prayer. Now, that's big. Now, what does that mean? It's a season, what John was stuck in, he, he was like out in the field, man, like, like eating locusts and wild honey. You know, he's like a wild man, you know? But he was separated, okay? Now, listen, isolation for a period of time for preparation. That's what I want you to get, okay? Isolation for a period of time for separation to make sure 
your next season has been prepared. That is what is taking place. Jesus did it coming up out of the river. The Bible says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness, right? Now, he was battle-tested in this season. He, but, what, but let's go slow. He wasn't really battle-tested till he came out, right? It says he was hungry, he fasted and prayed. You're going to get hungry. Now, this is why I think the fasting isn't a bad deal, okay, for some of you. Now, I know it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's important. Look what he said, right? You all know what happened here. And Jesus was led, and he was tempted, right? Look at Luke 4.1. Now, you got that? So John had a season of preparation, right? And he said, hey, I'm preparing the way of the Lord. Or basically, he was preparing his ministry. That's what John was doing. He was isolated in preparation so that his ministry would go before the coming of the Lord. So this is important. So a lot of you, your preparation time is not wasted, and this is a pre-preparation for 2024. Now, you say, Pastor Chris, can you even do that? Yes, you can, because by faith, we're corporately doing this. Jesus said in Chronicles, Second Chronicles, he said, if my people will humble themselves, one of those words for humble is not just get, you know, like humility, but it's what? If you'll abase yourself and focus on God or you'll sacrifice. Now, I'm big into sacrifice. Now, let me tell you about all this stuff because the church don't want to preach this stuff. Like, well, you know, you can't, you can. You can. You can. Your sacrifice gets God's attention. Now, your sacrifice isn't going to buy you anything with God, but it gets God's attention. So if you say, I'm going to fast and pray to get closer to God, you're going to get God's attention. There ain't no doubt in my mind. Now, if you're doing it out of some kind of religiosity, works mentality, you're going to be slippery on that slope, man. So what you do is you kind of go, it was funny, I just told somebody today, I said, I just really know that I, I almost start feeling like grief. It's weird, man, because you know you're going to internally die. There's no way to get around it. Church don't want to talk like this. Like, you know, like... <clears throat> What do you mean? You're going you're gonna to make your flesh, your flesh is going to suffer, man, a little bit. And that's, you know when Jesus says suffer, you know, he says you suffer a while. That's what that means. Suffering is a ceasing of sin. And it's a ceasing of allowing your desires to get the best of you. You're disciplining your body. You're disciplining your mind. You're disciplining yourself. Your spirit is taking control of your mind, your will, and your emotions. How many of you know the moment you decide to do that, Man, you're you're gonna sharpen you're gonna sharpen your spiritual life. That's what happens when you fast. You get your spiritual edge back. You know? But look at this. Luke 4 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returning from the Jordan, that's where he was. That's where John just prophesied. Right? They were at the Jordan. The dove came. John said, I'm not worthy to latch your shoe. This just happened. Right? We just read it. Right? And he was led into the wilderness. Now, the wilderness, a lot of people are like, J John the Baptist went to the wilderness. Jesus went to the wilderness. And I like to say this. Praying and fasting is your wilderness experience. Separating yourself to God is your wilderness experience. A lot of times people say, 
oh, the wilderness is bad. Because when the children of Israel were disobedient, they wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. Wait a minute. Sometimes your lack of obedience will keep you in the wilderness longer than necessary. Yes. But I'm talking about a wilderness experience for preparation to move forward. You will go through wilderness experiences in your walk with God for intimacy. Not because you're, 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 you're disobedient. Now, if you're disobedient, you might walk around a little longer in a season than you need to. So that's why you automatically want to do the best you can with being obedient. Like, if God tells you, hey, man, don't do that, and you do it, how many you know there's consequences to the actions of life? But a lot of times, we go into a wilderness experience for preparation. So Jesus is led. That's why all wilderness experiences can't be bad because why would the Holy Spirit lead him to the wilderness if he was out of the will of God or if something was wrong? And then, you know, we preach wilderness is bad. No, wilderness is preparation. Wilderness just basically means you're isolated and you're alone, right? You know, a little bit, he's alone. Now, what, here's what I'm saying. We spend a lot of time around people and there's, we need fellowship. We need church. We need interaction. But what I'm asking you to do is willfully separate yourself to come unto God because we're around people all the time, man. And it's good. You should be. Is that all right? Like, I'm not being like some, you know, I'm not getting wacky with this thing like, oh, I'm going to go. No, but what I'm doing is I'm saying, hey, yeah, I could go do this, but I'm going to choose not to. You know, I'm just going to, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to tuck away a little bit and spend some more time with God intimately. Man, I'm telling you what, it's going to change your life. Okay? So look what it says in verse 2. He, he's in the wilderness. The Spirit of God leads him, being tempted of the devil, right? Forty days. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were entered afterward, he was hungry. So now, here was what we see. The enemy was tempting him for 40 days. We don't see any account of that, right? In those days, he didn't eat, so he fasted. He was hungry, and then the enemy comes, and the devil said to him, if you are the Son of God. So obviously, these 40 days, we have no direction. Maybe it was just a mental thing or, or a challenge. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell you, so don't go there. But after the 40 days of being tempted... Maybe it was the hunger. Obviously, he didn't eat, so he's fasting. Now, let's go slow here. Why was Jesus fasting? I have no idea. You know what I mean? It's like, he doesn't say. He just said, when he went there, he fasted. Now, here's what I think is the byproduct of the fasting. Because a lot of people say, oh, you got to fast to cast out devils. I know you can't take one scripture and say that. Jesus said, you, you, if dead then believe, we'll cast out devils. So I think what the fasting does is it makes you clearly hear and gives you greater direction. Because Jesus' temptation right here was huge. So Jesus fasts, he's hungry, he's weakened, he's in this spot. And look what happens. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, Use your anointing wrong. This is huge. Huge. So Jesus fasting, you think about this. Did Jesus cast the devil out? No. 
did Jesus, think about what he did. Did Jesus rebuke the devil and say, get behind me, Satan? Not really. You know what I mean? Was this an authority thing? This was a clarity thing. The enemy comes with his trickery and deception, and Jesus is really, really clear. I just told Pastor Liz this. I said, when I'm on it, my spiritual game, I get super sharp. Man, there was a season I got so sharp, I didn't even know how to live with myself. I talked to somebody. I go, I don't know how you live at that level of life because all I see is everything out of place. It was weirding me out. Like, I just looked at stuff, and I was like, you know, I'm like looking around, like, you know, I'm like, why is that tile over there messed up? Like, what's going on there? Why is there a spot over there? I'm like, you know, and it's not like you're freaking out. You just get really fine-tuned. I, I, it was funny. I, I like, when I'm like that, it's kind of comical. I don't even know if I want to share this, but I was telling, I was telling her this. It's like, I can't just dress a certain way. Everything's got to be right. It's weird, man. It's like, I get focused. I'm super focused. I get like, I got to be super prepared for anything I do. I can't just be like, oh, wing it. Forget wing it. I got to be, I'm dialed in. I got, I got to look a certain way. Like I'm being serious, dude. Like, I dress my best when I'm sharp. Like, I'm like, that don't, that, like, I want it clean. I want it neat. I want it pressed. I want it, I mean, excellence, man, is elusive. But if you get close to her, woohoo, your whole life changes, man. You know, I don't, I don't like my closet. Like, we kid around, you know, like, somebody comes, somebody comes to the house, you know, and they're like, man, can I even go in there? I'm like, you can go in there, but I got everything where I want it. Like, the shirts are where they need to be. The pants, like, I'm not, man, when I go there, I'm there, man. I want the car clean. I want it smell right. I'm just, I'm, you get weird, man. I can't explain it. So Jesus is laser focused, right? And the devil said, Jesus said, it is written. See, was Jesus using authority? To a degree, he was using the word. But are you seeing what I'm saying? Was Jesus fasting and praying about receiving more spiritual power? You don't see it in this account. But what he was, was he was super sharp when the enemy's lies came at him, even closely connected to the word of God. He said, no, I won't. And he went to the word. And then he said, what's the last thing he says? If you are, throw yourself down. I'll give you all the power. He could have compromised. I'll give you all this. And what does he say? He said, and Jesus answered, get behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only him shall they serve. That's all. See that? So wait a minute. So was, so, so, so was, was fasting and praying? And he brought him to the pinnacle. And he said, and he said, nope. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil, verse 13, right? Watch this. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Wow. So that means he's coming back, right? He was always trying this, right? And Jesus, watch 14. 14 teaches us something. And Jesus returned and the power of the Spirit on the Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region and about all, all the land, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of God. And the next thing he does, he comes to Nazareth, right? 16. And he was delivered under the book of what? Isaiah, right? The prophet. And what does he do? He opens the book, 
And this is what he reads. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovery in the sight of the blind. And they're what? Set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Right? And they all freaked out, and he goes on to tell them, and he talks about, but what, what did he do? What did he do? Jesus went away, fasted and prayed, and check it out. He got a greater understanding and a greater level of the anointing of God, and then he operated it through wisdom. So now check this out. I've never said this in 20 years preaching the gospel. Jesus fasted and prayed and came out with wisdom. What is wisdom? It's the application of truth at the right time. So Jesus received wisdom. Well, he got power. It said he came out with power. He did come out with power. But that power, did that power? Okay, let me ask you a question. First time the devil says that, I bind you in Jesus' name. Go for me, Satan. No, he didn't do that. I bind you in Jesus' name. Be thou cast in the sea, you dumb devil. Jesus said, it is written. Wisdom. Hey, do this. Turn this stone into bread. It is written, man shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Wisdom. Hey, if you throw yourself down, angels will come get you. It's Bible, right? Thou shalt, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written, wisdom. What's the last thing? If I'll tell you right here and now, I can give you the power of the earth because he had it. He could have gave it. Compromise your life and here it is. And what did he say? He said, nah, wisdom, denial, sacrifice, they're all in there, man. Use your gift wrong. Nope. Do it wrong. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. The separation produced wisdom. The separation produced God consciousness, making the right decisions. So if you take these 21 days and seek God and you just get wisdom for the rest of the year or for the season of life, how many of you know that'll change your future forever? This is why I tell you, you got big decisions six months from now, spend a couple time, days, get sensitive and come away from God. You got a big decision to make about your life? Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you right here now. I'll give you a quick story. Okay, and then I'll close. I was in the church, like you guys, doing church life. You know, God had told me, he said, I'm getting ready to take you into the ministry. Right? And I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know nothing about it. You know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm going, I guess we're going into ministry, right? I was a church guy, just being in church. And the spirit of God came to me and he, and he put something, something came before me and it was right before, it was right before Thanksgiving. It was a week before Thanksgiving opportunity hit me. And I was like, man, I don't know. Right. And I had to make a decision. And I know it was the holiday. You know what I mean? This is years ago. And you know, Thanksgiving, you know, you ain't going to fast and pray on Thanksgiving. You're going to be out of your mind. You know what I mean? Right. Unless the Lord really tells you to. And I had to go places and I said, all right, God. I said, I got to make a decision by the following week. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the week of Thanksgiving, the Monday, the Tuesday, and the Wednesday. I'm going to fast and get sensitive, and I'm going to hear from heaven. So I got in the weekend. You know, I went to do my church thing. I said, I got to really hear. It was this you. And I did. I fasted. I fasted. You know, I just did what I'm doing. Now. You know, like, do like we do now. I didn't, I didn't, that, that thing right there, I was on a three-day water fast, and I drank some protein, did a little bit of that. But I was like, man, I really got to hear from heaven. This thing's got me. And I didn't know if I was going to get my answer that day, but I just did. I took the three days, and I fasted and prayed. Now, this was, we weren't fasting back then. And I said, okay, 
by Thanksgiving morning, I went and did my thing. By that weekend, I knew I had to make the decision that God told me. I did that going to Brema. We went to winter. We, we, check this out. I didn't, God told me go to Bible school. I said, oh, man, I don't know about going to Bible school. This is crazy, dude. Big decisions. Big decisions, man. Leaving, had the business, you know, going out there. Got to go. And uh, Kenneth Hagin came to Lakeland, Florida. He was at Reggie Scarborough Church. My buddy, Scotty, goes out there. We ate, we ate oranges. I'll never forget this as long as I live. Grant, you're going to think I'm crazy. Right? He go, I go, what are you doing? He goes, man, I'm going down there. It's two week. It was a two-week or a one-week camp meeting. I think it was two weeks. And he said, I'm staying the whole two weeks or whatever. If it was 10 days, he stood the whole ride. I said, I got to finish some work up and I get down there. I'll probably get down there Thursday. Can I, like, bunk up with you? You got a hotel, get enough room, you know what I mean? You know, young guys, you know, wasn't married, you know. He's like, yeah, man, I'll get the double bed thing and, you know what I mean, we'll, we'll break it up. And I said, I'll help you with the room for the whole time you're there. He's like, nah, man. You know, it's like one of those things. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm fasting and praying for the whole time I'm there. I got to hear it to heaven because he was thinking about going. I said, so am I. I said, well, I'm going to fast a little bit. And I never forget, the only thing we ate was oranges. I don't even like oranges, right? But he had a, he had a stupid bag. You know those big old bags with the mesh bag? This joker got a bag of oranges. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And here we are eating oranges and going to this camp meeting. It probably smelled like a stinking orange everywhere I went. And I went in a meeting. I went two days. I think the third day, I'm fasting. All I'm doing is eating oranges. You know, people going at, you know, you go to meetings, you run into your people you know. I didn't know too many people back then, but everybody's going to eat. I'm like, we're going to go eat oranges. God, I got to hear from heaven. I'm desperate. Do I do it? And all I did was eat oranges for three days or whatever it was. I'll never forget as long as I live. I said, I think I'm going to Bible school. I drove home that night, went to go see Norville Hayes. Norville Hayes was at, back then, it was right over there. It was the old Holiday Inn, man, the gateway out there. They were over there. And Pastor John was there. And I walked in there, and Norville Hayes was there. Brother Hagin said this, if God didn't tell you not to go to Bible school, he already told you to. I said, what do you mean? What did he say? He said, he told you go in all the world and preach the gospel. God already told everybody to go to Bible school. Unless he tells you, no, you got to go. He ain't got no reason in the world to say that. I said, bro, I was already going. Praise God. That sealed the deal. I drove home from Lakeland, Florida, got here at night, did the day morning meeting, left, got here, went to go see Brother Norval. Brother Norval said something about fulfilling the call of God on your life. I said, I'm done. It was a Friday night. I stood that Wednesday, Thursday. I think it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday by Friday. I'm done. Eating oranges. I knew I had to go. I got up in the morning. I said, I cannot not go. Called my buddy. Told him I'm going. He said, I'm going too. Called another buddy. They were going there and doing it. And I said, look at this. Next thing you know what? You ain't eating oranges no more. You got your answer. You understand what I'm saying? The sacrifice is about hearing clear. The fasting is about hearing clear. I'm telling you right here now. You're going to marry somebody? You better go fast and pray before you make that decision. You're going to go start a business? You better go get sensitive to the Holy Ghost. We are too fleshy because our flesh is so loud. Now, let's just say, now I'm going to wrap this up, but let's just say internally you got you and God and your flesh and all this noise. Man, sometimes when you get your flesh quiet because it's weakened, you hear God clear. It's noisy. I can't just get the answer. Well, that's not because the answer's not in you. That's still small voices in you, and it's like this. God's going, and your flesh is like, hey, your flesh is so loud you can't even hear. But when you get weak, I've been, ta- I've been talking about that. I preached that last Sunday. 
work your weakness. Weakness ain't bad, man. A lot of times you think, I've got to be strong. I'm stronger when I'm weak. You know what I mean? That's a physical truth. You know that? It's like you think, oh, i got to be strong. No, 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 no. Jesus said when you're weak, he'll be strong. Sometimes you got to be weak. Work your weakness. Let your weakness come through in this. Subject yourself a little bit. Cut back on the food. Cut back on the entertainment. Cut back on the going out. Cut it back for a couple of days. Get sensitive to the Spirit of God. Pray. Now, how bad you want that promise? How bad you want that thing God said you can have? Well, man, we pastor, you're over here making it sound like you buying it or you getting it. No, 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 no. I got to hear it. God, I'm serious about this promise. I need this thing. If you really want something bad enough in life where you're willing to give something up for it, God, I'm going to pray in tongues a little bit more, man. Maybe you're believing God for the house, or you're believing God for the relationship, or you're believing God for the increase, or you're believing God for your financial future. I don't know what you're believing God for, miracles. I don't know. But you're willing to say, God, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to roll up my sleeves, I'm going to pray a little bit more. I can't, I can't like, you know, you don't buy things from God, but you get serious about it, and you pursue it. You know what I'm saying? And as you pursue it, God will reveal it. But that's what you got to see with this stuff. You get clear and you get wisdom and you get knowledge and you get understanding. I promise you, this is not a waste of time. So if you haven't started, start with us. And if you have started and you're struggling, don't worry about it. Get back up. Just stay on this thing. Just give him the time. You give him the time, he's going to give you a glimpse of the future. I promise you he'll do it. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. For each and every person, fasting, praying, even the people that ain't. I thank you, Lord, you're leading them, you're guiding them, you're helping them, you're revealing unto them everything you have for them, and you're supernaturally making a way for them where it seems to be no way, because you can and you will. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance and your leading, and your I, they need they need strength, they need they need mercy, they need your grace, and they need your help. And God, I help I pray you speak to them. Let them navigate their future. And Father, whatever you're laying in their heart to separate, to go spend time with you, God, reveal yourself to them and let them see and let them know that the step of faith that they took to seek you is well worth it because you're filling them with your presence. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Hey, praise the Lord. Hey, don't forget, we got prayer. Pay attention to the announcements. We got prayer this Saturday here at the church. We're praying, and then we're praying again, and then we got the night of worship, and we're getting ready to get in this thing. So stay connected. If you want to learn more about types of prayer, come to prayer class. If you want to just come pray, come pray. We're going to see you 9 and 1030 Sunday. I love you. God bless you, and thanks for sharing, and I thanks for being with me tonight. Amen? God bless you. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.